Praise God. Tonight we're not streaming by way of video. However, uh, if they're tuning in or listening or streaming, they can hear us. They just can't see us. So tonight I want us to be not ashamed. Um, there are going to be testimonies that come about to set us free. Bless his heart. And we're going to do this for the edification of the kingdom so that he may be glorified. You may take your seats. Uh, we're going to work the mics tonight. Uh, we could close the doors. They can hear us in the lobby if they're drinking coffee, tea, unfortunately. And, uh, yeah. So, I'm struggling with this topic of discussion, not because I'm ashamed to talk about it, not because we're in the church, not because I've been a part of the activity, amen, but I'm struggling with the topic because church folk don't want to discuss this topic concerning what the Lord has to say about it and what we are instructed to do about it. I'm struggling also because we as the body of Christ don't want to have discussion about sex and intimacy until somebody gets pregnant Somebody is abused because you have an aggressor, right? We, we want to discuss it on the back end. So that tells me that we like to be, what's the opposite of proactive? We like to react instead of proacting, right? Proaction, proactive. So... We have to discuss this topic on the front end as well as the back end. Because whether you know it or not, and whether you like it or not, if you fall prey in this category because you're not married, because you got pregnant, let's just be real. Most, most folks, even in the church, it's the real church tonight. Let me not say most. Some people in the church are, see, you all are uncomfortable. You, you, you're not, it's okay. Loosen up. The sexual activity in the church that nobody wants to talk about. But when the church breaks up and breaks down because of the sexual act, it is then that we talk about it and discuss it out in the streets. So why can't we discuss it now sitting in the pews? It is so you won't see any slides tonight. We're going to go old school. 
You can follow me if you want to. Some of you probably didn't bring your Bibles. You're used to seeing them on the screens or uh, you got your electronic devices. In Genesis, the first chapter, 26, we know the scripture. It says, then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and who? Female. He created them. Male and female, he created them. I like this part. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, go have sex. Go and, 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 and be intimate. Go lay down with your spouse. Then God blessed them. He blessed them. He blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. There's only one way to multiply. There's only one way to multiply. Right? I got the right church. Y'all with me? If you got any other ways, let me know before I get started. It's not in the text. So if you got that from anywhere else or anybody else, it don't matter. You can be a scientist. You can be whatever you want to call yourselves. There's no other way. So let's loosen up. This is something that's ordained by God. He placed, he created, he instilled in us what we would call sexual desire. You remember that last year? Sexual desire. All of us have this desire. Now, it may be at a 10 it may be at a five, it may be at a zero, but you got it. Amen? Amen. Sexual desire. So God put it in us, watch this, to be attracted to the opposite sex. Is that right? We, we're still in the book? He created male and female. Adam and Eve. Say it with me. Adam and Eve, not Steve, not John, not Elijah, not, not, not Mitchell, your name Mitchell, I'm sorry. And none of it said Adam and Eve, right? Is that what your book say? Adam and Eve. So, if you read further, it says somewhere in the text that Adam, you know, he woke up and, and, and he says, you know, he, he saw he saw Eve, and it says that he says, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And if you know, if you heard me last year, I said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Woo, you look good. That's what he said, right? So what he saw, he loved and was good. You said, was good. He loved it. It was new. It was out of the ordinary. So somebody told me why this topic of discussion in the church, and listen, in the streets, man, we, 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 we love it. We buy it. I mean, sex sales, like the video, not prostitution. Okay, right? Sex sales, we purchase because it's enticing. You know why? Because you was created for it. Here's the, here's the glitch. The problem is you have to control it. And if you get into an environment that is troublesome, it's impossible to control it. Good evening. It's impossible. You've got to be in the right environment. I don't care who you are. If you get into the wrong environment, you're going to find yourself in the wrong place, 
in the wrong room in between the wrong sheets. Y'all adults, it's grown tonight, right? Y'all so tight, right? So tell me, tell me why. Tell me why. Why is this such a touchy topic in the church? If it's in the text. Everybody got their own. Say it. Always. You won't even gonna say that way. Everybody has their own ways. Listen, I just told you it was in the text. Oh, talk, boom. Somebody said, "Not me." Somebody in here saying they're not guilty. Question is, why can't we talk about it in the church? They don't want they want to stay behind the curtain. You're saying they don't want to come out of the closet. But we're just having a discussion. Still. We're not talking about your life unless you want to share your life. Now, watch this. Now I'm at a level of conviction because I feel and I think you're talking about me, and I'm really giving you the text. This ain't what I want to talk about tonight. So what I'm saying is, why is it so sticky discussing this topic? In the church. It's extreme. I'm sorry. You look back to the uh, 1800s and the uh, Victorian age where you just were not encouraged to talk about this. And it's still, you know, it's coming down now. And um, so to talk about it in a healthy um, positive way is, you know, perhaps new because if you don't talk about it or if you're ashamed about it, then it comes out in these very extreme, you know, maybe negative ways. So uh, there's there's not much of a middle ground. I don't know if that makes any sense. That's great. Here's the problem. We won't talk about it in the church but we'll send our kids to school and they'll have sex education the way that the school system, the government wants them to learn about it, right? Now, little Johnny, not talking about your child, and, 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 and Mimi, Mumu, whatever her name is, right? Coming home, having this discussion, and you're like, what? Now, you have to talk about it because if you're not, then somebody else will because now the mind is curious. Now, I would rather have a discussion with my children any given day before any of y'all have a discussion with them, right? You know why? Because I have to bring them up, raise them up, I have to live with them, and I want them to have the truth. You may tell them the truth, you may lie to them, or you may compromise and fudge it a little bit, Right? That's what we do. Not only that, and I'm, I'm, I know you had a comment. Not only that, but deceit, deception is, is, is tricky because once I've been deceived, some of us are ashamed now, right? And so we find out, not me, but later the female find out that they're pregnant. 
Now we continue to cover up. Now we have power. Now my closet is getting thick because now I want to abort the baby because I don't want nobody to know that I'm having sex. Right? So we abort the baby, but we don't deal with the issue. So we truly haven't been delivered because we abort the baby and we still go back and have sex. And we're still covering up the issue and we haven't corrected the issue. It's in the church. It's in the church. Whew, that's real. Yes, it's real. You know why? Because if you prick and poke yourself, we're real people. That's the problem with the church. We, we've lived in this fantasy world, in this cloud for so long. I don't care if you're traditional, contemporary, millennials. It is what it is. We all are human beings. So we have to talk about and discuss these topics. Yes, sir. I was just going to say that we don't talk about it in the church or we're afraid to talk about it in the church because if I speak on it, then everyone in the church looks at me as if I'm doing it. And so there are some preconceived notions that, hey, you banks is out here just doing this and doing what he wants to do um, when that may not be the case. Um, so a lot of us are afraid to let it be made known or to speak on it. Yeah, when something happens, then of course you don't have a choice but to speak on it. But you're afraid to speak on it because maybe you're just giving insight. But no matter what insight you're giving, people are constantly looking at you as if you're the culprit. Here's the beautiful thing. They're going to talk about you anyhow. They're going to they talk about you regardless, right? I, look, I've been criticized, ostracized ever since this topic came about. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, I don't need protection because we can sit down and talk about it. I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay with me. Are you okay with you? Amen. So why don't we want to talk about it? Listen, y'all don't want to say nothing. Listen, testimony sets you free and your neighbor free and so on. I had so many people come up to me last week. I said, oh, man, I wanted to talk about it, but we were streaming. And, and I want to say this and say that. We ran out of time. Boom. Tonight's the night. Like, like ask the question. Like, like, like let loose. Take your, I, mean, I was going to say take your clothes off. I'm saying take that, take, that, take that stuff off. Take it off. Let it release. Listen. Don't you, don't you get so holy on me. Don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I will have a conversation with you and bring everything that's in you out of you. And you be walking out talking about, am I saved? No. I pulled out what was inside of you. Listen, I don't, I don't care how long you've been in church. This is real. You was born with it. You've been feeding yourself. Watch this. You've been good. Life, society has been feeding you. Feeding you. These things, and you don't even know it. If you go to work and you live in a secular or work in the secular industry, you're being fed. If you have a TV in your house, you're being fed. If you turn your radio on, watch this, sometimes on the gospel station, you're being fed. It's, it's evident. You know why? It's everywhere. You cannot get away from it. If you read your Bible right, you've never watched anything remotely close to what's in your Bible. getting too excited yeah. okay my hydraulics went up just bring it down right so 
we get in church and can't talk about it when Jesus kept it real. He kept it real. He was, he was raw and real with stuff. And then we see religion is what the problem is, religiosity. But we, when you take it on a spiritual level, they're like, my son right there, he a baby right now. But when he get up to the age, I'm going to tell him the truth. I ain't going to sugarcoat nothing. I'm going to tell him like it is. And that's what we need to do. Because, what, like you said, your testimony helped free others. So let's be real. Let's keep it real. Amen. And sometimes while she's making her way, sometimes, you know, you're sharing uh, your, your burdens, your struggles, sharing your struggles. The, the church don't want to share their struggles because we don't want nobody to know. But when you share them, that's going to be four or five people on your row saying, high-fiving, girl, that's right. Woo, I'm struggling. I've been struggling. I've been strained. Huh? I'm on my way home. <laughs> Come on. Who's that? Yes. I was going to say both of, both of what they said. So for me, I think the cause and the cure are, they're, they're both the cause and the cure. So for example, diversity. The ability, it used to be that if you were Pentecostal, apostolic, everybody had to go in their section. When churches began to make it okay through society for us to be able to blend, and you got to churches that were more like us who wanted just the people to come. People started coming. It's so many of us who came from the background where you you don't talk. So for me, I'm 40. I have two grandparents. One's 82 and one's 72. The 82-year-old or the 92-year-old feels like married, last name. If he doesn't do it, he doesn't deserve it. Don't tell anybody you're not married. And then the other grandmother is from a different um, era, a different church where they did speak a little more and then you've blended these parents now I've moved from the north to the south and they call this the bible belt so when I came down here what we were taught up there was surely we didn't say these things down here in the bible belt so a lot of it is that tradition religion and the things that people have decided we're taught we're given masks and coping mechanisms not to deal with stuff. We're taught the church teaches you how to and where to go so don't nobody know. You tell one person, they siphon you through a back door, they fix it and make it look like glitter and gold. And you're crying out in the church every day and somebody else is sitting next to you. Oh, she got to be going through. And so now the church folk pushing you out because you thought it was a secret and your conviction. And nobody really know anything but the one person that pushed you to the back. And, and now you're not dealing with it at all, and you stuck, and then you're crying out, and, and it's just, you stuck. Okay, so the church needs to be delivered. Okay, here we go. Hold that thought for a minute. This is where I'm at. Let's truly be set free, right? You heard me mention last week, that we get involved in new relationships. We do new things, right? Because it feels new. She's new. He's new. But you're still carrying this old stuff from the last relationship. And guess what? When you finish that second and that third, you go to the fourth and the fifth, and you still got one, two, three, four, five still with you, right? 
and you wonder why that my marriage is not going the way it's supposed to go, it's because you've got John, James, Peter, who else was the disciples? All those folks in your past, right? Right? And, and you haven't got rid of those folks yet. Right? I know, I'm not just three. That's all I can remember, right? That's it. But what I'm saying is you're carrying that luggage and you're trying to figure out what's wrong with me. Right? You've got to unload. You got to unload what you're carrying. Why do you carry this stuff? I got it. Just a thought. Theory. Theology. Right? Here it is. I got it. Maybe you don't want to let go. Mm. Maybe you just don't want to let go. I feel like dancing on that one. Maybe you don't want to let go. What do you mean, Pastor Long? What do you mean I don't want to let go? I mean you don't want to let go. I mean what you were getting was good. It was good. Guess what? You're saved now. It's, it's still good. Oh, y'all didn't like that. Tricky, right? Because I've got to move on, right? For one, I got to let him or her go because they're not even doing it on the same journey I'm on. They're not saved. They're going to go to church. They don't even believe. How am I going to carry this with me? That's not what you want to do because you say you don't want to do it. You want to carry what they have to offer. You ain't trying to bring them to church, but you want to meet them on Sunday night. Y'all better talk to me. Y'all better talk to me tonight. Can I, can I talk from the back? Can I talk from the back? Right? We ain't trying to do that. Well, Pastor, I don't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm married now. What? You can be married 20 years and still carry that first year before you got married. Right? You can carry that first love with you for the rest of your life. So, the, the decrease of the sexual desire comes down with the one you're supposed to be. How do I handle that, Pastor? How do I handle? Because I am attracted. I don't want to use the word addicted. Should I use addicted? I'm attracted to this one. Because this one has what I need. I need this. Yeah, I was just, yeah, it's, it's an addiction. You're obsessed with it. Watch this. Let's, 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 get, let's, let's get brand new, right? I'm going to get brand new here. Boom. I'm a married man. I'm a married man. There is, there is no, there is no male attraction ways in me like like there's nothing about a man that attracts me nothing moves me about a man and guess what i'm a barber so i could I, i've groomed a lot of brothers right there's nothing about you that attracts me my brothers y'all can't do nothing for me wherever you at right somebody want me to say can't none of the women do nothing for me watch this i'm gonna share this Said it because my wife wouldn't mind. We open, right? Right. I am, am I'm gonna be careful. I'm gonna be careful because the enemy is busy, right? I have a high drive. I have a super like a high drive, like high drive. Now, my wife will tell you, hers is not as high as mine. 
Like, I'm like through the roof. Like, I'm high. I says, I'm about to help you. She said, no, that ain't happening. Watch this. Pastor, I'm letting you in. Pastor, shut down. Shut down. I ain't even look. Shut down. I ain't, I ain't even trying to go to sleep. I'm, I'm going to be real with you. Right? She go to sleep. When she wakes up and I wake up, I'm still. You know what she's saying? You better get over it. Right? Watch this. I had to. It was a process. Some years. It's a process. I had to get to the place where, you know what? Boy, you just ain't going to get it. Like every single night. Like that's a, that's a, that's a compromise. That's a compromise. That's a, right? Got to work it. Right? That's why some of y'all got big and bold on the 14th. It ain't about the 14th. It should have started on the 7th. Start on day 7. And when you got the 14th, you was right, married men and women. So what I'm saying is we had to come to a common ground, right, that, that was going to benefit the both of us. Right? Stop leaving out the house, man, at, at, at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning because she ain't giving you what you need. Ladies, stop, stop doing it. Stop doing it. Now, there's a flip side. Married folk. This married folk. We do married and single tonight. There's a flip side. There's a flip side. Last week, I was talking about sex and affection. Right? I told you out of my mouth, statistically, that men need sex. How do I know men need sex? Because it's just like uh, if you don't put gas in your car, your car doesn't run. That's how men need sex. Pick it up. Read a book. Take inventory of yourself. Women, affection. Yes, women need sex, but majority is affection. Right? So guess what? If I'm coming home and I'm not showing my wife any affection, then why would I expect the flip side of things? Now, as you said, in the day of old, in the church, remove the church. Let's go back to uh, World War I and two. right? What happened? You heard me preach about it. Man, come home. It wasn't no affection. It was bang, 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 bang. Where's my meal at? I'm going to sleep. Know why? Because the wife didn't work. The wife did not work. Women went to work in World War II because the men was in war. When the men was in war, the women went to work. And what was they working on? They was working on making bullets, ammunition, and so on. Y'all remember that, right? Now, the men came home, can't find work. You know why? Because the woman was at work making that dollar. It's history. Do your history lesson. So it was no longer. I, can't, I was going to use. It's no longer. <laughs> it's no longer. Come home. Give me this. It's like okay. Now I need for you to cook. I need for you to get everything ready, and let's work together. Right? Times have changed. Times have changed. It's no longer come home calling order. Right? How many? How many married women still cook? Every day. That's why don't you ask me, how many married men cook? Jeez, that was slow. Every day. Every day. You're one in a million. Yeah, two. Every day. 
I saw you tell, but get your hand up. You cook every day. Retired. Look, Elder said she retired. <laughs> she said she retired. Okay. That's enough, Pastor. That's good. Amen. God bless you, brothers. God bless you. We got to get back to some basics, right? I'll be honest with you. We're too busy. It's busy. All day. Don't even get home. It's, it's nighttime. Right? Okay, watch this. Here we go. How do you control the sexual desire when you've been doing it? Now you're compelled to live a certain lifestyle, as we call it, to live right. Whew. Now, I told you, saved, but your flesh not saved. So now I'm saved. My same sexual desire is there, and it's a process, so help me change. How do I walk this straight and narrow when over here it was it was it was it was it was heaven? It was heaven. Don't say so. Well, I just want to say that, and Mama Harriet remembers when me and Nick were getting married. How nervous I was because we waited until we were married. Of course, you know I wasn't a virgin. I had sex before that, and I was in a relationship before that. And it was much different. He was not a man of God. All right? Things were a lot different in that relationship. So when God restored me from that relationship and healed me from that relationship, and we waited and we did the way God wanted us to do, but I was nervous. And I said, I don't know. I just, I'm nervous. Because I didn't, you know, he's a true man of God. My husband is a true man of God. And so I'm thinking, how's the honeymoon night going to be? How is this? And, and then even after the honeymoon, it was still a struggle for both of us because it was like, I don't know. It was like it, it, there was like no cycle. There was no system to it. It was like we had to learn each other. I had to learn him. He had to learn me in that area. And it was totally different from any relationship I had ever been in. So I struggled a lot. Um, you know, I had an unnatural desire to have what I had before. And this is entirely different. And it's a struggle. And I'm going to be truly honest with you, and it may sound cliche, but the only thing I could do to beat my flesh down is pray and read the word. And, and the word would calm me. It would calm my flesh. It would give me peace. And it would get my mind back right to where God has blessed me. So I'm not just going to, you know, run off and do whatever my flesh wants to do and throw everything away that God has given to me Amen. for pleasure. When I have a wonderful husband who can do the same, maybe not the exact same, but that's unnatural. It's an unnatural desire. And the way things were done before that, it was not the way God intended. So I had to ask God to purge me from all of those things. Before we got married, but even after we got married, it was still a struggle. I'm just being real. Okay. I, I got another question for you, but we can't, I can't ask you right now. Listen, <laughs> it's a struggle after you got I mean, a struggle after you got married. I mean, I mean we've, since thus, we have worked our okay, way through that. Okay. I won't ask you. Mar you married now. Come Hence on. this beautiful baby over here, right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Jesus. 
Thank you, Minister. Okay, listen. I, I want I want to do this, Rick. I want to take a turn and twist. I want to I want to I want to talk, right? Cause cause like 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 Minister Kim said, you know, yeah, it was a struggle. She had to turn over. She's married now. It's good. I had to work it out in the process. Watch this. What about when you're single? And and you go, oh yeah, and you go from did, having it. Did you? I didn't point at you, you banks. I couldn't wait. And you go from having it to not having it. I hadn't asked the question yet. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> there is something that is prohibited biblically, but we pray against it, but it's hard. And there's a such thing called masturbation. We're just going to be real. Okay. So you try your best not to do it because... It's not natural. Well, it is natural, but it's something that we're not supposed to do. But you have gone from having it to not having it. What do you do? That's and you're trying to stay in the will of God. But even in that, that's not the will of God. So you're pretty much wrong by doing wrong. Did you just re-ask my question? Yeah. Pretty much. Okay. To my single people. To my single people. <laughs> to my single people. Come on, come on, come on. To my single people. Come. It's the mics. No, no. Oh, you got the mic. To my single people. Oh, yeah, no, not yet. No, not yet. Yeah, not yet, not yet. To my single people. How do we, how do you, right? Like, you're saved. You're saved. How do you, like, control it? And guess what? The married folks may or may not have an answer because before you was married, you were single. So, so don't let married folks play, play the fool, okay? You, you were single before you got married. I don't care who you are. Yeah, yeah. So how do you, how you, how you cope with that? How do you stay, you know? I want to hear, the, I wanna hear the, the brethren talk too tonight, right? Come on. How do you stay connected? Right? Stay in position, stay, you know? Talk to me. Well, um... It's hard. It's really hard. And the flesh rises all the time. And when? All the time. All the time, okay. All the time. Even in church? In church, out of church, just just rise. Yeah. But um I try to keep my gospel on and Hey John, lock the door, John. Don't let him lock the door. Go I ahead. just I try to keep my gospel on and just um, keep God in um, this head center of my thoughts. Say it, it's, it's real. I, and, I, and I pray, I just ask God, you gave me this desire. I do desire to have a mate. Um, if this is not my season for a mate, I, I do want to stay in your will. And in order to continue to see your blessings, I have to just wait. Okay. It's, it's a hard period of waiting, but I do. Waiting is tough. Yes, Amen. because if you want to be blessed, you have to wait. Amen. Yes, the young lady right here. Just so I just want to say, first of all, I'm struggling with that. I think for me, I need to, I am in a period of working on the desire not to have someone. I think it is important as a woman to find yourself 
and in finding yourself, you have to include God. And that is where I am. So what I will say is when I'm not with someone, if I'm not dating someone, I don't struggle with needing sex. I just don't. That desire is more there when someone is there with me. I'm just being real. And so I'm not one of those type of people that feel like, oh, I got to go. Let me look through my palm palette. Get me one night. No, I'm, I'm not that type. I mean, I got a palm palette, but I ain't that type of person. I just you got a, don't. You got a what? I got a, a little palm palette. It's a phone, but you know, palm palette back in the day is, looks like a phone and you oh, can like scroll at like, contact. Like an electronic black book. Right, yeah. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. I ain't that big yet. My book ain't black. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but that's, that's, my, that's my concern. And, and much to LeVar's point when he spoke about masturbation. So I'll, I'll be real and say last week I was a little, it was my first week, and I was just a little shy about asking. But, yeah, like I, I did want to know if masturbation is the same as you, utilizing your flesh and actually going and physically sleeping with someone. And my thought in my heart, I answered that myself, but I, I wanted to be sure. Okay. And so that is, that, that is my question. I don't care about the judgment. You're right, LeVar. Uh, everyone's being judged. But if we are in a church and if we are working toward the acceptance of God, why on God's earth does it matter who's sitting in the pews and judging you? I struggle with being on time to church. I ain't got to tell many of y'all that. Coming in 1030, 1045, me and Pastor talk about this all the time. Guess what? Walk right on to the front if I can. Slide on over, sister. And go on about my word. I'm not here for the judging of others who walk Amen. upon this earth with me. I don't, like you said, married folk, holy folk, whomever. It doesn't matter. And I don't want to come off as disrespectful. But I do want to make it clear that if I had to give anybody advice, and it don't matter how old you are, if you truly believe that God is for you and you are his child, the judgment of the same folk that you cut open that bleed the same color you bleed, there you go. That, that get up and, and stank the same bathroom, funk that you stank, it don't matter. It just don't matter. So I would like to know if masturbation is the same. Because in my struggle, if I'm going to not it's be physical. the same as what? It's the same as, Have yeah, fornication. Yes, it's, yes, okay. yes, you should not do it. Um, the Bible speaks against it. Now watch this. There's not a whole lot about it. So don't think you're going to find all these scriptures, right? If you go in and study, there's not an entire whole lot about it. But yes, it's wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for being real. Thank you. Yes. I feel like I'm in Sex Anonymous, like in the Anonymous. <laughs> My name is Toya, and I'm a recovering addict. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, because... Somebody give her a deal, uh, will you? <laughs> <laughs> the situation is... I get everything that everybody's saying. But the problem is when you've been doing it for so long, I was exposed to Playboy magazines at a young age. 
at one point I didn't know if I like girls or boys because that's what I seen. So like the word says, faith come out here and hear by the word of God. And even seeing when you're getting that stuff put in your spirit, I, that didn't happen overnight. This is years of this perversion, right? So my thing is, what angle can we come at when you just got saved? Say at 19 even. I've been saved since I was 19 years old. I'm 38 now. And, you know, they say train up a child in the way they should go. But what if you were trained wrong? So we got to reteach all that. You know what I mean? So it's almost like we really need an addiction class on how to overcome this. Like for real. That's good. That's good. Um, so I, to piggyback on what she said, I guess for me, I think the church is the, <clears throat> if we didn't allow ourselves to be so churchy and we think about it from just a realistic point of view. So me specifically, when I come to church, I, I, I love my church. I don't want you guys to think anything bad about me. It's like going to my mother's house or my grandmother's house often here. So I wouldn't talk about the indiscretions because I don't want to disappoint. However, my best teachings, the things that hurt when it came out and were okay, when I was able to actually withstand that battle were the things that my mother and my father said to me with no apologies. Mm -hmm. This is life. This is the way this needs to be. And so for me, I, I'm petitioning that this would be the best place to be because I know I sit on the road with somebody and I'm not just talking about my family because it takes up a whole road, but I sit on the road with somebody <coughs> who dances when they come into church with me who's like girl I've been gone too long people when I might come in the sanctuary in the middle of the day they're here they love this church like me so it's like we got to get over ourselves so we can stand up and I am so and so and I have a sex addiction and not be so scared to say it and have a discussion because for me this is church last Sun last Thursday I wasn't here I streamed it and then I called the people that actually stood up and was like girl I'm so proud of you that was amazing if I was there I could have so I think at, at this point it's like we we've identified the problem like what are we going to do as a family to get it better because we see you know that we need it and we're safe here like this is a safe place so when are we going to utilize it as such okay that's great we're never going to get to the place where nobody is talking about you I, I, hate, I hate to break it. Not while we're on earth. We're never going to get the churches. The church on earth is never going to get to their place, right? Because there's no perfect church here. Never. We're people, right? We got, got issues. I, I want us to get that out of our head, right? You, they're going to talk about you, right? And, and tonight is not a night for you to expose yourself, right? Here's my issue. I don't need to give you my whole bedroom, but here's my issue, right? Here's my struggle, right? How do I cope with it? These are real issues, but I want to say to, to all of us that are struggling, right, like stuff that you're saying and some of y'all said, some that Toya said, you know, when you're coming up and you're young and you wasn't taught right or trained right and you were exposed to things that you shouldn't have been exposed to, watch this. It's no different for uh, the homosexual and the lesbian. 
So when you're talking about you're still coming to church, you're sitting here, and you don't want to talk about it, and you were exposed to things, and you were raped, and you were this, and you were that. Guess what? You want to put the homosexual and the lesbian on this level and ostracize them. They had the same issues. Watch this. Most females, most females, I've been a school resource officer for some years. Most of the young female teenagers I spoke with, watch this, were raped by family members and didn't want anything to do with a male and decided to try the other side and that's the road that they made a choice to go down. Most of, watch this, you don't talk about this much. Most of the homosexuals, listen, had a deal with their uncle. Someone with their daddies. Listen, we don't want to talk about this, but these are real issues. People are dying, and here's the issue. We're sitting beside them in the church. Don't talk about that stuff, man. In the church, we're in the church, Pastor. Why are we talking about it? We're talking about it because we are the church. We are the church. Real issues. You want to talk about church etiquette? Right? Coming here, doing this, doing that. Train them the, the right way.